taking the approach of the AMA just kind of um, was very shocking and surprising and unlike a very large publicly traded company to do. Welcome to the Company Growth Podcast. This is the Company Growth Podcast. This is Alicia Dominico. I'm your host, Alicia Dominico. My friend Chelsea is here today from Kanak. Chelsea focuses on inbound marketing like tangible words, but she's got a real niche in the cannabis industry. If you follow Chelsea on LinkedIn, you'll see she's always getting people to have conversations about what to expect about marketing and how you can improve the things that you're already doing. Chelsea, welcome. Thank you. The ask me anything that you have done before and, and why would like, what's the whole concept between, you know, the hashtag AMA, ask me anything. How did that all get started? Um, it was actually when I was working at like my previous agency, uh, we would host them for clients, uh, to try and get backlinks for their websites and drive traffic. So, um, yeah, we would basically just have the client on the phone, a moderator that would, uh, be asking the questions from the audience online and then responding on the client's behalf. And, uh, it really got a lot of their clients involved and engaged as well as like new eyes on the company and uh drove you know a lot of traffic and leads um for their business uh and really engaged with the audience online okay i have so many questions about everything that you just said let's go back a step when you're trying to grow a company um, and you said, you know, you've worked with clients in the past where you've helped them try to grow their reach and their audience, particularly their digital footprint, growing that online um, by getting more people engaged and having more backlinks. Everybody who's listening to this podcast is focused on growing their company. So why would they, you know, how talk to Let's go back a few steps about growing your audience online and how that works. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's, everybody nowadays has a phone and they're going to Google and search, you know, what they want to know, where they want to go and how to do something. Um, so really, you know, being, having an online presence is really important and, uh, Reddit gets like a lot of traction and a lot of traffic. People are very engaged and active on Reddit. And so it really makes, um, a lot of sense to kind of put the CEO in like the spotlight, um, and have them be engaging one-on-one with those, you know, online, um, consumers. And, um, yeah, I mean, I could, totally talk for a really long time about backlinks and the whole SEO game, but mm-hmm. that's pretty much just, um, how the AMA kind of stuff works and okay. why I would, you know, we would do that. We are going to talk about backlinks and SEO cause it's not something we've covered on the show yet. So I do definitely want to pick your brain on okay. your opinions there. So we'll come back to that in a second, but the, yeah. so the audience on Reddit, you're speaking to consumers mostly like not a B2B, but more of a B2C, um, commitment and the CEO from, you know, a large B2C company can do really well on Reddit. Is that how you see it fitting in? Yeah. Um, it can be a little intimidating, I think at first, uh, for the person who's in the spotlight because they will be faced with, you know, possibly hard questions. Um, for example, one of the clients that I helped was, um, a CEO of a national pet insurance agency. So you can imagine the type of claims and, you know, angry people that were, um, asking questions about different 
insurance aspects. Um, and so for their pets, let's just clarify. Yeah. So it's, you know, you have to at least be able to answer those type of questions with a certain level of, uh, positivity and not be so intimidated by those, you know, um, critic type of questions. Yeah. When someone's going after you or being a troll, like every, every negative comment can be a positive comment and not that we're ever trying to sugarcoat things online. I think you're saying more that lean into it because there either is a learning or an opportunity to, to turn that person around into a positive experience with your brand from the way that you respond. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of transparency that comes with it and helps to build trust with a larger audience because you're addressing an issue. Um, that it makes it a lot more, you know, like you're not scared to sweep anything, you know, you're not sweeping anything underneath the rug. You're not scared to kind of um, hide behind the curtain, if you will. You're more or less just saying, hey, yeah, this is how it is. And, um, you know, really addressing it head on. Yeah. Like even just a, we're sorry, we know it's in the roadmap. We're working on it can go a huge way for a lot of the SaaS companies that I work with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's those kind of answers that, you know, it's, it's not, it's not super intimidating. I think what's great about that is this is something you and I were talking about on LinkedIn recently, the humanness, like telling that brand story and showing the humans behind it. You know, when you, when you write in on a customer service complaint and maybe you're, you're like, you're mad about it. So you're kind of, your tone's off or you're not as friendly and like upbeat as you are. And then that person just kind of kills you with kindness back. It is so deflating to your anger. You suddenly realize, like, give your head a shake. I mean, I'm so guilty of that. And I've learned to not be that person. But I think it's helped me realize the power of showing the human behind the screens. Yeah. You know, there was um, last week, there was a an AMA done with a very large uh, cannabis company. Um And the CEO went on there and there was a lot of backlash, a lot of talk about it. The company's not doing so well. And, um, you know, it was different because the normal approach would be to issue a press release and be, you know, say their messaging or what they want to say through the media and on, Mm -hmm. you know, the news broadcasts and things like that. But taking the approach of the AMA just kind of... um, was very shocking and surprising and unlike a very large publicly traded company to do. And I think that shows a lot of transparency and, you know, it's a good sign of the company is going to be turning around. I personally think. Totally agree with you. I mean, Google just released a series of videos about the future of marketing and they're talking about that human is behind the brand. And they were talking about how important it is to, to be visible and to, um, reconnect your brand story with your mission and what you're trying to do. I mean, in the nineties, everyone used to put their vision and values out there. And I spent all of like the new millennium telling people, don't just say your vision and values because it was just so smack you in the face with the language. And, And it didn't mean anything because everyone had these visions and values that were crafted by, I don't know, somebody who wasn't speaking to people in the room. So now we're saying those vision and values are really important, but it's in the way you act and in the way you behave and the way you treat your customers and the way that you show up for something like an ask me anything instead of just doing that perfectly crafted press release. Yeah, I think it shows a lot. Um, And, you know, it's it's giving a lot of value back, too, because you're giving your transparency and putting it out there and not kind of holding it back. Um, So I think it's. I think it's just, it's, it's very good 
good for leaders to do today, especially if they are trying to grow and build a following and kind of gain the trust of uh, a larger group of people. Totally. Can you explain the format again of how the um, Reddit experience went and how you hosted it and, and talk about who the audience was? Yeah. Um, so... Uh, we would do a lot of prep work before. Uh, we would have some people join in and ask some questions. Uh, we put a little bio. We have the client um, create a little bio about themselves. Hi, I am so and so. I, you know, work on. I've been a veterinarian for X amount of years. Uh, these are the type of you know pets that I work on and procedures that I do. Uh, I'd like to you know open up. Uh, to the audience to ask me kind of anything and you know there's that and so we'll post that on there I believe it's like 24 hours before okay. uh, you need a, a you have to have um, an authentication somehow so they're gonna put, give you a link and you need to post that link uh, we did it through Facebook and then once it authenticates, then it'll be like a live AMA and it'll be, it'll be okay. Um, I haven't done one in uh, quite some time, so I'm not too sure if the procedures have changed on that or not. Okay, yeah. um, but then once we have the date that we're going to do that, uh, we share the link to the actual AMA with the client. They can distribute that out and market it as such. Uh, and then we'll set a date and a time. We get them on the phone. We have a moderator moderating. It's almost like a forum where people ask questions and then you respond. So we would have access to the client's account and respond uh, uh, on the client's behalf. So you know, we'll ask them the question, they'll give their response. And then we have somebody kind of typing up the whole answer, um, on there. So that way the client doesn't have to go in and, and do that kind of thing. Right on. So it's them responding, but you're transcribing it on the Reddit platform for them. Yeah. And you're not also doing a podcast at the same time or some kind of voice recording or webcam or, you know, YouTube live or Facebook live. No, it is just a, a phone call. Um, I think it might be beneficial to do that. Um, if you had all of those systems plugged into one, uh, it would be interesting, but <laughs> yeah. Do you have the internet for that the capacity? <laughs> I know. I Maybe you do in California, but us in, in Ontario, I, I would want to double check that I'm in a good city hub. Yeah. Um, so let's talk, let the use cases you gave are really interesting. Um, you know, I totally see the case of, uh, or you've explained very well the case of someone who has a brand that maybe has come under fire or that is worried about whether pe what people are saying behind the scenes. So the cannabis company or the pet insurance claims, um, you know, having a leader who can who who is there to answer questions, much like the traditional press release forum used to be, or press conference. Sorry, I should say used to be, uh, but now everybody can have access. So it's like taking a press conference and making it so that you don't have to be a, you know, a secure journalist in the room. Anybody can be on Reddit or whatever platform you're using and ask a question, whether it's Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Um, but what I think is also interesting is this use case of the, of the veterinarian who wanted to do one. I mean, veterinarians typically have smaller uh, groups of people that they're trying to reach because they're so locally focused. Like, I live on this street, so I take my dog to this clinic because it's nearby. Um, so what was the strategy behind the veterinarian? Uh, really just to answer any and all type of questions. Uh, this was for veterinarians in Australia. So the pets might differ, I think, um, in, 
over there. What do you think? They have uh, pet was, pythons. I know. Okay, I'm Australian. <laughs> There's no pet pythons except for this one lady I met in Queensland who actually did have one living in a roof. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. So these were these these clients are were like enterprise clients. Right. So the veterinarian was one out of multiple locations of a single brand. Okay. Um, so it was a, veter- a well-known veterinary clinic all throughout Australia. Gotcha. Um, so it's a franchise it was- model. Right. So it was more or less representing that larger brand and not like a mom and pop type of shop. Can you see it working locally? I mean, is this something that people are doing? I guess they could be using it for customer service locally as the same way that the cannabis company was using it was a sort of customer service, giving the love back example um, or handling complaints, larger complaints or overarching uh, strategy problems that customers are having with with the brand, such as the pet insurance thing. Can you see it working on a local level? Like if you're selling insulation and you want to rank higher, is, is there any benefit there? Yeah, I think that there is. Um, there was a chiropractic clinic out here um, where I live, and he had set up uh, a little area with a bunch of chairs. And every month, he has uh, these like meetings where he explains this new methodology of um, targeting uh, nerves with chiropractic care and things like that. And he goes around and does speaking engagements. And so, essentially, you know, he's on. If you want to grow and not just stay within your small little business, I think it can definitely help as, you know, that's an avenue that can get you more eyes, um, online. Uh, so I think it's definitely helpful for like local businesses that are looking to grow and maybe open up more locations. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's so much beneficial for, yeah, smaller businesses that kind of just want to stay in the smaller community that are just tied to that community. But what let's talk about we touched briefly before on SEO benefits and backlinks and the strategy behind that. So could that let's talk about the benefits of doing this on a more deeper level about S for SEO strategies or success. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So Reddit has a lot of authority. Um, I don't know what their domain authority off the top of my head is, but um, the domain authority is basically how much credibility your domain has. And when um, Sergey and uh, I think it was Larry Page, the creators of Google, um, the whole model and algorithm based off of Google is based on how many links are linking back to your site. And that's how they've developed search engine, you know, what it is today. And so we kind of use that same model um, to try and boost a site's authority is by trying to get these backlinks to link back to a client's site. But the type of backlinks are going to depend on the authority of those backlinks. So a lot of times you'll see uh, .gov sites, .org sites, um, .edu sites. They have a lot of authority because of those extensions. Um, they are a lot more credible. And so, you know, it was one of the strategies is trying to get links from those sites back to a client's site. Um, a lot of times you'll see like uh, news sites, um, New York Times or uh, Forbes, getting a link from one of those sites is like gold because they have a lot of authority. They've been around for a long time and it's going to drive a lot of traffic uh, back to your site. And also they have high readership. I think the click rate is almost just as important. Like you can't just go out and buy a .edu um, domain name 
and then suddenly start ranking higher because of that. There's got to be some vetting process, right? Yeah, that's not going to work because that domain would be so new. It's not going to have any backlinks to that domain. So it, you know, there's a lot of uh, marketers or people out there that think, oh, if I buy this domain and I buy that domain and that domain and I have it all linking back to my site, it's going to do something. But it's not because it hasn't been around for a while. It hasn't built up that authority. Number one rule of SEO is start early and yeah, keep at it, yeah, right? It's, um, you know, it's not something that you're going to see overnight and tomorrow. And a lot of uh, marketers are focused, you know, on quick wins or providing some sort of value quickly for their clients. And so they result to paid advertising, but good organic SEO built through really good content, through really good backlinks and, um, you know, just really good exposure online will you'll see those results year over year and in the long run and it will pay off and you will start to get those leads and uh, those conversions on your site um, over time. Let's dispel some of the myths around backlinks though too, because you get all kinds of emails. I'm sure everybody who's listening gets all kinds of emails all day from people saying, Hey, I'd love to write an article or do a backlink to your site. And it usually feels like spam. Am I right? Yeah, I get them all the time. So what we're, we, you and I are not recommending that people start sending out those emails, are we? So there is, you know, I would pitch certain publications and certain blogs and journalists on trying to write articles um, to get backlinks to a client's site. However, the going knowing which site has a good domain authority, um, is having a lot of traffic and is totally active and has good readership today is what you kind of want to look for when you're approaching a, a site to try and acquire a link on. Um, it doesn't help when, you know, you have a brand new influencer who doesn't have, you know, hasn't been around for a while, uh, and doesn't have that kind of audience and, um, you know, eyes that uh, a site that has been around for a really long time has. So I think it's important to kind of, you know, vet your uh, sites that you're going to be pitching. So it's really worth your time and it's going to pay off in the long run. Let me just rant. If you do not know your publication and you do not know their readership and what their goals are as a publication, do not do your pitch, everybody who's listening, because that is the number one way you come across as spam is just blasting a whole bunch of emails cold and saying, I have this article, I want to put it on your site. It really doesn't show me that you know anything about who I am. We had Rob Felber on from Felber PR in an earlier episode, and he talked about the importance of getting the pitch right and developing relationships with journalists. And Chelsea's brought up different strategies or different publications that you may want to research and uh, reach out to. But what I'm also, what she's also suggesting is that you may reach out to a very great blog. It's not a traditional uh, publication. It could be a digital publication uh, and that works too, but you really have to know the readership and the person who's going to be receiving that email if you want that to work. Let's go into, talk to me about cannabis because I'm in Ontario. Um, you know, it's, it's a heavily regulated industry now and it's legal. People can buy it. Why do cannabis companies, I mean, they're so hot and obviously there's this, you know, the users who use will always use and maybe even they've attracted new users. 
um, because of, of the opportunity to now purchase cannabis without feeling like a, a criminal. Um, but why essentially do cannabis companies need to even do marketing? Don't they already have people who are well just waiting for the product? Oh man, that's um, that's an area where you know you think you have a grip on consumer behavior and you really don't know consumer behavior. There's certain people that will use it for recreational use. There's certain people that will use it for medicinal use. Um, and depending on whichever avenue that you're trying to approach, they have to be educated. There's a big gap with you know within the industry that they're not educating their consumers enough. Um, typically what a lot of companies will do is they rely on the brand ambassadors within the retail stores to kind of educate consumers, but they, they haven't had any formalized training on the product itself. So they're, you know, if a consumer goes into one dispensary and then goes into another, they might hear two completely different, um, viewpoints. And that's not really helpful in trying to kind of, you know, educate the consumer and build that type of trust with them. 100%. Um, and if there's any tools that you want to share, jump in right now as to how you, you're vetting ranking authority. Um, I use, oh my gosh, I think it's SEO Ninja yep. or Outreach Ninja. Um, and then there's, uh, Majestic is another one. Um, thanks so much for being on here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me.